You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. As you see that on your Bible at Galatians chapter 3. Hallelujah. 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 Verse 26. You are all sons of God through faith in the anointed one and his anointing, Jesus. Uh, If you weren't here this morning, I don't have time to teach this morning's message again. As called children of God, as born again children of God, you are born into the kingdom of God, born of His Spirit, the offspring of God. And as the offspring of God, you are called a son of God, regardless of what body you're living in. It's a place of authority in the kingdom. You are a son of God. You are all sons of God. For as many as you were baptized into Christ, they've put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, neither male nor female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So that I have inherited the promises of God. Verse 1 of chapter 4. Now I say that heir. As long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. But he's under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Now think about that. You'll see three generations mentioned in terms of the kingdom of God. One is the father. We see a son. We see a child. Now how do you know a child is a son? But here there's a distinction between a child and walking in the authority as a son. What Paul just said here is that even the child is master of all, but is not in a place yet to exercise that authority. Uh, He says even as someone who's employed in the home, as someone who's in the house, listen to what he goes when he goes on. He says, even so, we... When we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. So God had his eye on you from the moment you were born. And he saw you as his child. But we were under bondage of the law. But praise God, verse 4, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. For what purpose? To redeem us from that law that we might receive the adoption as sons. So now you go from being a child to a son. And God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God. How? Through this anointed one. Because of his anointing. See, without the anointing, you're just a child of God. Even when you're born again, you're born of His Spirit. But if you don't know what's available to you as a child, we never grow into sonship. By implication of what has been said here, is that a baby, let's use that word, a child, a young, before they walk in the full authority as a son, in the home, 
is master by what calling? The fact that his father is master. But is not able to exercise that authority any more than someone who's just working in the house. But God wants to take us higher. So when you're born again, you're a child. But by His Spirit, by Christ, by the anointing of the Anointed One, you step into sonship. See, a son takes authority in the home. See, a child is all about me. Come on, how many of you got children? You know exactly what I'm talking about, particularly if you've had a second child. When that second child tries to go for the first child's toys, what is it? That's mine. Isn't that right? Even what you buy them, once they know it's theirs, you can't even touch it. See, a child's about themselves. I need it now. I want it now. Do you understand that it's not even in the house? We're going to get it just now. I want it now. It's not in the house. I want it now. Some of us who are leaders may have heard that. Now, I know no one here wants to be that baby child. Can I get a bigger amen? We want to grow up because a son recognizes once they're a son, I have authority in this home. And this home is not just about me. It's about all of us working together. And I want the whole house to succeed. There's an anointing for that. That's through Christ. Through the anointing, you step into a higher place of life where you're no longer just living in the house because that's your destiny to go to heaven one day. No, there is a responsibility in the home. But to get to that place, I have to come to the knowledge of who my father is. He's not just a God. He is God. He is creator. He is sovereign. He is the divine one. He is the one who created us and gave us life. But he's not just there to be served. He wants you to have a relationship with him. So much so that he sends his Holy Spirit into your heart and listen to the wording and he cries out. Not just to tell you, not just that you have a sense. No, he's shouting inside of you. You have a daddy. Abba. Abba means daddy. And that could be a hard thing for some of us to understand because many of us have come up through homes where maybe we had an absent father, maybe a father that abused us, maybe a father who was angry and, and, and horrible and, and did despicable things, maybe selfish, maybe, you know, was doing all kinds of things that you were embarrassed about. And if anyone said, is that your father? You wouldn't even want to say yes. I understand that. No matter what you've come through, no matter what has happened to you, the enemy is out to try and steal your joy. But he sent his spirit to say, 
No matter what your natural father was, whether he loved you or not, whether you had great memories of him or not, that is, that is not the issue here. No matter what your experience of a father has been, today you're hearing in your heart, you now have a daddy. You have a daddy. That's the wording. That's what Abba means. Abba is daddy. It's an Arabic word for daddy. See, daddy is not, it's not being presumptuous. It's not, you know, you need to respect God. No, he, he wants you to know. We're family. Think of your natural father. How many of you have a natural father that you call daddy or dad or papa or something like that? Let me see. Wave your hand. When you say daddy, you don't think anything less. I mean, in fact, it's you even more. There's father, there's dad, and then there's daddy. That's what Abba means. It's, it's that, that, that nurturing, the one that wants to protect you. The one that wants the best for your life. So much so that no matter what you've done, he sent his son to die for you and give his life so that you could have him as your daddy. Is this speaking to someone today? That's why Jesus said in John chapter 12, says in verse 49, I have not spoken on my own authority. But the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father told me, so I speak. You see, when we as fathers, when we tell our children to do something, and sometimes they don't want to listen, and you've told them 30 times, eventually they say, why? You say, because I'm your father. That is a very weak stance to take. And that's where we usually land up because then he says, well, you know, the day will come when I don't respect that anymore. And I'm still going to do my own thing. But you understand that when God as our Father gives us instructions, when He gives us His Word, that whole Bible, everything He gives in there, is not to keep us in religious bondage. It is to protect us. They are guidelines to life. That's why Solomon wrote when he spoke to his son, his son, his father, David, instructed him in the ways of wisdom. And he says, I've learned from these things. God implanted with him an insight and understanding beyond what any other man ever saw. But God gave him such insight into the ways of life. Proverbs is, is just point after point after point of how to succeed in life. Because when he says these are things that you should be doing, keep these things because they're life to those who find them, health to their flesh. She'll exalt you. She'll promote you. Because God knows how this world works. And as a father, when you give an instruction, you say, don't do this or don't go there. It's because you want the best for your child. That, that if you do that, I've seen other people do it and destroy their lives. And I don't want you destroying your life. There's a consequence to what you're doing. And today's society, we, we try to ignore the consequences. 
We need to understand that there are consequences. You know, when mommy fish tells baby fish, if you ever see a worm dangling in the water, think. Worms don't swim. Think. Thou shalt not eat the worm. Hear my words and live. And Vrach is one day he's out swimming on his own, looking for Nemo. <laughs> Still haven't found him. And while he's swimming, there is a worm dangling in the water. That's what mom's thinking about. But it looks interesting. Mom is not around. Let's just go have a look. Let's just go check it out. I won't eat it. I just want to. I'm interested. I'm broad-minded. I need to experience a bit of life. And the closer he gets, the more he smells it. And he goes, whoa, that actually smells good. But mommy said, don't eat the worm. But it looks good. It looks good. It smells good. So he thinks, well, you know, just a little nibble won't hurt me much. So he bites a little piece. Whoa, man, this is good. I, Mom didn't tell me it was that good. This is tasty. You know, okay, now, now remember, he's hearing mom's voice, don't eat the worm. But, you know, no, maybe just one more bite. That didn't, he's waiting for where's the dead part. No, no, that didn't happen. So he takes another little nibble. Whoa, that's even, maybe a bigger, nipple, bigger nibble. And then he takes a bigger nibble, nibble. And then next moment, as he grabs the whole worm, bam, next moment, he doesn't know what's happening, but he is on a rush. He is scooting through the water. It's like he's seeing the sunlight. I see the light, I see the light. And as he, boom, next moment he's out of the water. Then he can't even breathe and he's on somewhere he's never been before and he's lying there and he's... And he's hearing, don't eat the worm! But it's too late. And in his dying moment, he remembers, mom said don't eat but now he's food fish and chips <laughs> family you don't want to be fish and chips man how you say amen you don't want to be the devil's lunch the devil is an expert at marketing. He knows what will attract you. I know your daddy said. But listen to the words of your daddy. Jesus says his words are life. And he had sense enough. He saw the first Adam fail. Why? Because he ignored the words. Don't eat the tree.
So when the, Adam, when, when the enemy came at him as the second Adam, look at that stone. You've been fasting for 40 days. You're hungry. Just turn that into bread. Have a nibble, and we can chat later. But he remembered. Don't eat the tree. It looks good. It smells good. But his words are life. And he's not just speaking to you as a God. He's trying to dominate you. He's speaking as a daddy. Listen to me, son. This is how my kingdom works. Do these things and you will live. You will make your way prosperous. You will have good success. Just trust me. But I don't always understand, Daddy. That's fine. Know this. My words bring life to you. Trust me. Psalm chapter 10, verse 12. Arise, O Lord, O God. Lift up your hand. Do not forget the humble. Why do the wicked renounce God? He has said in his heart, you will not require an account. But you have seen, for you observe trouble and grief to repay it by your hand. The helpless commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. See, many of us were raised in good homes. I know my mother made sure we were always in Sunday school. She was raised in a very great home, in fact. Loved, my mother loved us, looked after us, nurtured us. My father looked after us, made sure we were always provided for, we always had what we needed. But we also do know that our parents may not have known the word the way we know it today. So spiritually, I was fatherless. And I don't say that against my father, because he's a good man in that sense, in the best way. He knew how. That's, I honor him for what he was in my life and what he instilled in me as far as moral standing goes. But he didn't know any better. But you see how God, even though we may have been fatherless, he still reached into our life, and he released Abba. You have a daddy. Say that. I have a daddy. Have a daddy. Psalm 68, verse 3. Let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Well, what does that mean? Well, the Passion Translation will give us some insight. Let's read that same verse from the Passion. Listen to verse 3. Let all you godly lovers be glad. Yes, let them all rejoice in your presence. And be carried away with gladness. Let them laugh and be radiant with joy. What's this laughing in church? Do you still need to be taught what laughing is for? Laughing means everything's great. 
Amen. Well, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Well, it's time to notify your face because it's from the Spirit to get it out to where we can see it. Because joy has an effect. I said joy has an effect. I said joy has an effect. The devil didn't come up with laughing. The Bible says even God sits on his throne and laughs. Man, can you imagine what a God laugh sounds like? The whole of heaven must reverberate when he laughs. How many of you ever watched a video where people are laughing uncontrollably? You may not even know why they're laughing, but just because they're laughing, you start laughing. Can you imagine God sitting on his throne? <laughs> a God laugh, like a deep, the whole of heaven is just not a laughing sound. What do you think is happening to everybody else? What's wrong with him today? No, you know that it, it's contagious. It's going to start getting on the inside of you. Isn't that right? There's a joy that surpasses understanding. And if we should be laughing anywhere, it's in church. You've been set free from sickness and disease, free from the curse, free from the lies of the enemy, free from bondage, free from what caused you to cry and to be depressed and to be upset. That has been destroyed by the anointing, destroyed by the anointing. It is broken and now joy has been released into you. Time to smile. Shout amen or laugh. Be radiant, full of joy. Hallelujah. And walk around like the frozen chosen. <laughs> Some people are so negative, they touch your car battery, it'd kill it, man. Everything's negative. Everything. You mentioned, oh, it's a lovely day today. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> did you hear so-and-so was promoted? Yeah, but you know what they also did? <laughs> How about being happy? Be positive. Encouraging. Shout amen. Rejoice exceedingly. Sing to God. Sing praises to His name. Extol Him who rides on the clouds. Psalm 80, 68 verse 3. By His name, Yah, and rejoice before Him. Now listen to this. A father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in His holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who were bound into prosperity. It's the rebellious who dwell in a dry land. Family of God, this is you. We may have been solitary, but he brings you into a family. Brings you into a family. You've been brought into a family of God. And you are no longer fatherless. Don't let anyone ever put that on you. He is the father to the fatherless. He's your Abba Father. Come on, give Him praise this morning. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Let Him know how much you love your Father. Come, stand to your feet. Let, let's worship Him. Worship Him. Let Him know. Let Him know. Love Him. Love Him. Use your daddy. You have a daddy. You have a daddy. Your daddy loves you. Your daddy set you free. 
Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The word says rejoice exceedingly. I only hear a little bit of a rugby clap at the moment. Rejoice exceedingly. Rejoice exceedingly. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Woo! Oh yeah. Yes. You have a daddy. You have a daddy. Glory. I tell you, you're not going to let the enemy lie to you again. Oh, where's everybody now? No one loves you. What? I have a daddy. Yeah, but you need a human hug. I have a daddy. You will notice people that understand this and get this. They have so many people around them that care that all that that they just they always loved and hugged and, and given things. I wish someone would give me something. What well, time to brighten up? Stop moaning and complaining. I don't know why no one wants to ever sit with me. Maybe that's why. Because every time we sit down with that person, they start moaning and complaining. I don't want to. I want to take all my joy and pop it in that in that presence. No. No, no, no. We're full of joy. I said we're full of joy. We're full of joy. We are happy people. We are positive people. We're excited about life. We're excited about Jesus. We have a heaven we're going to. The enemy is defeated no matter what he tries to bring, no matter who he brings, no matter how he tries to disrupt our lives. God always has the best for you. He will take that situation and turn it where you think it got worse. He'll flip that thing around and make it better than when you first got there. Believe that. Hallelujah. How's it possible for someone like Abraham to say to Lot when they have to depart because now there's their staff are fighting and hang on, maybe we need to separate. And he says to Lot, you choose. You take whatever you want. And Lot looks and he goes, where's the best? Oh, there, that, that's the green land. There's the water. There's the, there, that's the fruitful place. Uh, I'll take that. And Abraham says, go ahead. How could he do that? Why? Because he knows where I go. It's always fruitful. You take, I know you're living in the natural. You need to trust your own natural reason. But me, I don't care what happens. God can put me in the middle of a desert. I speak to a rock and water will come out of it. I will speak to the land and I'll bring forth the harvest. It can be a drought and I'm bringing forth a hundredfold in this land that God put me in. Oh, I hope so. You see, now there, there, get back to joy. Get back to joy. There there, there are no tears in joy. Unless they're happy tears. You're crying because God's so amazing. I just can't handle it. That's fine. 
But if I'm crying because I don't know what we're going to do, yeah, get, get back into the prison. You have a daddy. You have a daddy. And he has his best plan for you. No devil's going to stop that. Give me a break. Do you think the devil's going to come up with something? God goes, well, no, there, there. I'm sorry, I can't help you. No, your daddy's got the answer already. <laughs> get a hold of this. Oh, yes, thank you. I, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, get this. Before you even knew you had a problem, God's already in the background been arranging for your caravan to arrive. And they already left town. They already on your GPS heading. They know where you need to be. And you haven't even, you're still going to your brothers thinking you're taking them lunch. And you didn't know when you get there, they want to kill you. And, and now they want to kill you. But you go, hang on, I have a daddy. And before you knew it, when they were about to execute you, next moment, yeah, arrives the caravan. And your daddy had it sorted out long before you even thought you had a problem. See, some of us would have gone, oh, now I'm sold. Now I'm a slave. No, 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 no. Joseph knew. <laughs> My daddy's got this. I don't have to worry. And, and even when he sells me into a man's house, I'll do what God told me to do. And prosper the man. Prosper the, not me. Prosper the man. Prosper the man. It's not about me. I'm prospering the man. Daddy's got me. And then next moment, that man accuses him of rape and his wife and he lands up in prison. Excuse me, I have a daddy. I may be stuck in a dungeon, but my daddy's got this. He just, he just has to get to the sheriff, to the lawyer, to the judge. He, he, he'll, he'll, he'll sort it out. I don't care where I'm sleeping tonight. My daddy's got this. <laughs> Until the day came, daddy said, it's time. Call him out. And notice, he used the godless sinner to bring him out. Daddy's got this. I said, Daddy's got this. Why is there no offense in Joseph's heart? I don't care what the process is. I know the end result. So I can laugh along the way. I can rejoice along the way. Wherever I am, I prosper along the way. And Family of God, this is the way of the kingdom. Come on. Now you're full of life. You stir this up. Don't leave this here on Sunday. Don't leave it in this building. That joy is with you. Uh, you may have to go get this message from the podcast and listen to it again and again, but do it till you. That joy is so overflowing you. I look at you and someone says, I just lost my job. <laughs> I, just, I just got fired. <laughs> Ooh, praise Jesus. You say, what? I got fired, man. <laughs> praise God. What? How, how come you laughing? It must be a promotion on the way. My boss, he couldn't figure it out, but God, oh man. 
exceedingly. Uh -huh. Now think about that with joy. Exceeding joy. Rejoice exceedingly. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's give him praise. Give him praise. Praise God.